Hi, everyone. Welcome to Marriage Matters. My name is James Roundtree, and I'm associate pastor here at Church in Iraq. And this is my lovely, beautiful wife, Gail, who looks gorgeous tonight with a great smile and all that. She look, you look good, babe. Thank you. You do, too. Oh, well, thank you. Um, we are over the marriage ministry here at Church in Iraq. And uh, we've been married for 43 years. And June 25th, we'll make 44 years. Amen. Time goes by fast, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Wow. It goes by fast when you're having fun. But that doesn't mean that we still don't have our ups and downs. But for the most part, God has been good. So what I want to let you know is that uh, Marriage Matters is a monthly forum happening every fourth Friday right here on Facebook uh, where we will explore the ups and downs of marriage along with other couples who will give you nuggets and information about how their um, married life has been going. It doesn't matter if you are a newlywed or if you are a seasoned um, couple or if you're planning to get married. You can always benefit from what it is that other couples have. So tune in every fourth Friday of the month for Marriage Matters. And so tonight our topic is going to be from Gary Chapman's book, uh, Five Love Languages. And it's the five love languages, the secret of love that lasts. In his book, um, Gary talks about the five love languages and how to discover your love life or your love language. So I have a question to ask you. Do you know your spouse's love language? If not, we're going to give you some nuggets on how you can discover um, your spouse's love language. But I just want to go over those for you so that you'll have an idea of exactly what we're talking about. So Gary gives five examples of um, the love languages. And the first one is words of affirmation. These are words that are kind and they are encouraging. And if you look in the word, you'll find in 1 Corinthians 13, it talks about love. It lets you know what love is and what love isn't and how to express your love for one another. Um, the second one is quality time. This is focus time. Um, your spouse will know that you have their undivided attention. And I kind of chuckle because when we're sitting at the table or we're having dinner, I have a, a, a habit of ringing my cell phone, and I shouldn't. <laughs> because he needs to know that he has my undivided attention. So you don't need to be distracted either with your phone or with children or with ministry. When you're sitting down for quality time, it should really be quality time. And then the next one is receiving gifts. Gifts are visual symbols of your love for one another, and not just on those special occasions, not just for birthdays or holidays or um, any other time. It should be spontaneous, and those gifts should be unexpected, and they also should be gifts with no strings attached. In other words, if I give you this gift, I'm looking for a little something-something later, and that should not be the case. Uh, the next one is acts of service doing something you and your spouse would appreciate. So it would be, say for instance, if Pastor James takes out the trash without me asking him, and my love language is acts of service, that is a big one. Or if I put my shoes in the closet and not leave them all over the house, then that may be his love language of service so that I just don't kick them off. Ladies, you know, when you come home from church, you just kick off your shoes and put on your slippers. But if it's an act of service that's your love language, put those slippers or put those heels in the closet. 
And then lastly is physical touch. And physical touch is holding hands, embracing, kissing, and it can be intimacy, but it's not only intimacy. Intimacy is, imp is important, but when we're talking about your love language and physical touch, then it needs to be holding hands or kissing or it just giving a hug, but with no strings attached. Because sometimes we can, ha we can say something for something. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, my love language or my primary love language is words of affirmation. Um, I love it when my wife tells me that she loves me um, with a smile on her face. It, 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 it fills my heart good to hear her tell me that she loves me. Um, and her words of encouragement that encourage me to do things. I mow the lawn better. I, I clean up better. I do a whole lot of things. But when she encourages me, it, it, it fills my, my love tank, if you will. Um, verbal compliments that she gives me um, and words of appreciation, it makes me melt like butter. And you can almost get anything out of me. He can jump higher and move faster. <laughs> <laughs> but when she does that, I feel loved by her because she's filling up my love tank. Um, and she's speaking my love language. And when she speaks my love language, it makes me feel good and encouraged. Um, because this is a wife that God had given me. And, um, and she knows my love language. And she's getting better and better and better. And she's working it real good. You're doing a good job, honey. Thank you. So... Colossians chapter 3 and verse 19. It says, Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh to them. That's from the NIV. Uh, we are not to be harsh to, um, to our spouse or our wives, but what we are to do, we are to love them. Loving them would include knowing um, her uh, primary love language and making sure that she feels love because we want our spouse or our wife to feel love. That's exactly um, what we want. And when we do that, um, God certainly smiles on our marriage, and, um, and it's a real good thing to do that. Um, Gail's primary love language is quality time. Um, she feels love when I, spend, when I spend time with her, when I give her my undivided attention, and um, we do things together. When I look into her beautiful eyes and pay attention, that means that I have to put down my, my cell phone because folks call, and, and, and you know cell phones, they ring and ring and ring and, and uh, robocalls and all that. But anyway, uh, we have to put that down. But when I pay attention to her and give her um, that quality time, um, she loves me even more, and she feels loved when I do that. Um, one of the things that I, I that happens sometimes is that um, I get too busy with ministry and other things that are going on in life, and um, sometimes we men we get we get we just get busy doing things because we like to do things and and uh, we go on and go on and go on and, and go on. I've done it at times and. Um, I kept going, and I know that she has pulled my coattail at, at a few times and, and kind of remind me, um, and I try to get back to it, but then wind up because I'm so busy, I keep going and going, and then it comes to a part where things seem kind of not good, That's right. and when they seem like they're not good, I may say to her, honey, what's wrong, and what does she say? Nothing. And I know good and well <laughs> that there's something going on, but what it causes me to do is to begin to look at my schedule and begin to look at myself. 
I'm not giving her that quality time that she's looking for from me. So what do I need to do? I need to begin to um, check out my schedule, um, see what I'm doing, move things around, um, put priorities in order. Uh, because the thing I have to remember is that this is my first ministry, my wife. Our children are, um, are grown and, and they have their own families. They're married and have their own families and, and all that. But my wife is with me. She is my first ministry. And you know, God holds us accountable on how we treat our wives. And I want to be able to um, give her that quality time um, that she deserves. And that means that I have to put down my cell phone, put it on silent, um, and look into her eyes. Or that may mean that we go to, on a walk. Uh, matter of fact, today is a very nice day. We can go out there walking or we can go to the movies, just her and I. Uh, we can do different things together, uh, but spending quality time, um, me spending quality time with her, that fills up her love tank. And when her love tank is filled, she's all right. She's singing. She's Amen. humming. <laughs> she's feeling good. Amen. A and that's an awesome thing. When we do that. But that can go both ways also, um, ladies. Make sure that you understand your husband's love language as well. So just as um, Pastor James spends quality time with me, his love language is words of affirmation. So I have to make sure that I'm giving him all the encouragement that he needs um, to fill his love tank. Now, when we ignore our spouse's um, primary love language, it's like ignoring the needs of a garden. Um, if we don't weed, if we don't water, if we don't fertilize, it will die a slow death. Uh, but see, God's desire is that our marriages uh, or our marriage will be uh, alive and well and not die. Um, and we want to be an example. We want our marriage to be an example to the world of what a Christian marriage looks like with God in the middle or God in the center um, of the marriage. Uh, we want God there, and we want to go forward. We want our, our marriage to be alive. I'm looking for 44 more years with you, babe. Amen. Me too, huh? Yeah, all right. We're going to be old like Abraham and Sarah. Uh, we're not going to do what Abraham, like Abraham and Sarah <laughs> did, but we're going to be that old loving one another and, and, and counting the years on. Amen. And that's an awesome thing. And God is in the middle and the center of that. Um, I want to give you, or we want to give you three suggestions that can help you discover your primary love language. The first one is this. Um, what does your spouse do or fail to do that hurts you most deeply? Um, the opposite of what hurts you um, most may be your love language. The second thing. Um, what, have the most, what have you most often requested of your spouse? The thing that you have requested is likely the thing that would make you feel most loved. The third, in what way do you regularly um, express love to your spouse? Your way of expressing love may be um, the indication of what makes you feel loved. Amen. So what's our takeaway um, today? What is it that we really want you to know um, from the five love languages? Um, we want you to have an open and honest conversation with your spouse about what you feel is your primary love language, whether it's words of affirmation, whether you're um, giving them encouragement or kind words, whether it's a time of, of quality time where you're getting rid of all the distractions so that you can pay attention to one another and to really give each other your hearts. It could be receiving gifts if that's your love language. And, and again, remember, no strings attached. Also, acts of service. 
and physical touch and not just intimacy, not just a favor for a favor, but holding hands, giving a hug. So whatever your love language is, um, you will be expressing the love that you have for each other because marriage really does matter. Amen. We are going to close in prayer. If you would take your spouse's hand and, and let's just pray. Father, we just thank you and bless you and praise you, O oh God, for being who you are, Lord, being faithful to us, Lord, standing with us through the thick and through the thin. Father, we pray over every marriage, God, Lord, that you will be in the middle, God, leading and guiding and directing in every way, Lord. Father, we pray, Lord, that each one, Lord, discover their primary and even secondary love language, God. And, Lord, that each spouse, oh, Lord, will begin to fill the love tank up of each other, God. That will bring glory and honor to you, Lord, in every way, God. Father, we give our marriages, we give ourselves and all that we have that you will be magnified and glorified through our marriage and through us, O Lord. So, Father, tonight we give you the praise and give you the glory and the honor. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you. Love you all. And we will see you next month on Marriage Matters. <laughs>